on campus. Um, as you can see, it's the beautiful Gothic architecture, beautiful gate, um, but they're locked. And if you don't have access, then you're not able to go inside. Um, and in the picture, you can kind of see what's behind it. There's this beautiful green space with flowers and benches in the middle of downtown New Haven. Um, but if you are not an official member of Yale, you can't go inside. Um, and I think sometimes at school, we can get caught in this bubble of academia and forget to think about the world that is outside of those gates. Um, so as I go on, I would invite you to think about what are some times that you've been outside the gates and sometimes that you've been inside the gates. What does it mean to show hospitality to the stranger and who is the stranger? The book of Hebrews, in its original context, was a sermon given to a group of Christians, or early Christians, who were experiencing suffering and persecution. And the overarching message of the book is to remain loyal to Christ and not fall away. Um, it was about how to experience hope and to answer the question, what should we do in this moment? It was about how to be loving both to one another and to the other who was outside of their community. And I just want to name um, that this book has been used throughout Christian history in ways that are anti-Semitic um, to say that um, Jesus was inclusive as opposed to Judaism, which was not. Um, but that's not the case. Um, in its original context, this was a book from an early community that was not a separate religion from Judaism at the time, and were still trying to develop their own identity in the midst of adversity. And throughout the book of Hebrews, the author often references figures within Judaism as examples of how to live into your faith, and also makes a lot of allusions to scriptures and the Psalms. But one of the core insights of the early Christian movement and also all the forms of liberation theology that have come after that is that to find Jesus, we have to look to the marginalized and how we can join with them because in joining with them, we join with Christ in his marginalization. And we have to think about who is that today? Um, so sometimes we find ourselves outside the gates. Um, and when we're outside, I think it's important to remember in the theology of the Hebrews, um, God had a body and he joined with the people in their suffering in the margins and worked miracles from that place. But at the same time, oppression and suffering aren't things that are okay or things that God wants for us here on earth or things that are required of us. But when we do find ourselves outside the gates, God is with us and for us and understands. But the theme for this week is solidarity outside the gates, solidarity beyond shared identities and moving beyond our own gates. Um, I have a quote by um, the Muslim scholar A. Rashid Omar, who wrote some commentary on the book of Hebrews and said that um, what he feels distinguishes good from bad religious practices is how willing you are to embrace the other, whoever that other may be. 
He said, if we do not try to know the other, how can we know the divine? Another author said that in the book of Hebrews, um, by saying that strangers might be angels, we are forced to redefine strangers as angels. But who are the strangers? Who is the stranger may not always be the same. Sometimes that'll be people with shared identities with us, um, but the stranger may be a person who is across lines of difference. Uh, this passage in Hebrews is about reminding us that we should respond to those who are experiencing marginalization as though what is happening to them is happening to all of us. In verse three, um, the author says, remember those who are in prison as though you are there with them yourself. Remember those who are mistreated as though you are being mistreated too. And intersectionality um, means not settling for only uh, working to end the forms of oppression that we personally experience and not settling for just um, helping ourselves and ignoring those with identities who are different from us, um, but about recognizing that all forms of oppression are interconnected. Um, there's been some viral videos or news about racism in LGBTQ plus white businesses in Chicago. And I know that what some of you at Urban Village Church have been doing is going down together to um, businesses owned by queer and trans people of color to show your support and show that um, just being LGBTQ plus affirming is not enough. We also need to have a commitment to anti-racism and to honoring all of the members of our community. Um, when I look at the line in the passage from Hebrews about bearing the disgrace he bore, I see that as an invitation to reject respectability politics um, and to not let fear or comfort prevent us from being an ally to groups that are the most uh, devalued or stigmatized by our society. And in my own life, that's been a journey of, um, as an Asian American person, rejecting the desire to assimilate into whiteness or to um, uplift the model minority myth. Um, the model minority myth is um, the idea that Asian Americans are not like other racial minorities and are somehow better and somehow closer to whiteness. Um, but the, that is a myth, um, it's a lie, and part of my own journey has been resisting that desire to assimilate just because that might make it easier for me personally, um, but recognizing my own privilege that I have as a non-black person of color um, and uplifting those voices um, to become more anti-racist. This could also mean um, pushing against the just like you arguments um, when working for LGBTQ plus affirmation. Um, some people uh, uh, in their affirming arguments say uh, we should be accepted because we are just like you. We want to be monogamous and get married and have children um, and have uh, regular jobs just like everyone else. And so that is why 
we have value. But not everybody wants to be monogamous or get married. Um, and arguments like this also ignore the needs of the people who are the most marginalized. Um, trans people who are undocumented and people who are in poverty might not have dreams to be, um, to fit into the just like you. But that doesn't mean that um, those people are any less valuable members of our communities. In verse 16 of Hebrews, um, mentions sacrifices that we bring to God, and these sacrifices are do good and share with others. And I think that speaks to how it can be difficult to get outside of our own gates, difficult to recognize when we have privileges, and difficult to give up power in order to give other people a voice. But when we do those things, um, those are our sacrifices of doing good and sharing with others. We need to always be thinking about who is on the margins, who is not being included or valued, even in communities that are aiming to be inclusive of people who are marginalized in some ways. It's a process of continuous reflection and change that I think we should all do on a personal level and in the organizations that we're a part of. I think in this theme of evangelism, it's important to remember that we are not just trying to bring God or God's love to the margins, but remembering that the margins can also be where God is found. Um, I took a queer theology class last semester, and one of my favorite writers to read was the queer theologian Marcella Althaus-Reed. Um, the quote here, uh, she says that starting from the margins leads to the discovery of a hidden face of God. That may be God, the stranger amongst us. We do not have a God at the margins, but a God from the margins. A core message of Althouse Reed's work is against idolatry, specifically against valuing abstract ideas over the lived experiences of real people in a way that holds up a harmful system first, like heteronormativity or purity culture or white supremacy, and then pushes to the margins everyone who does not fit into that system. And in a way that I think is like this passage in Hebrews, she says that instead, we should center the people who are on the outside first in a way that lets people be truly known and build our theology and our society from there. And to do this, even if the group that's being presently marked as the outsider or the stranger or the other is different in different situations. Um, another part of the sacrifice of praise that is mentioned, along with doing good and sharing with others, is to have lips that openly profess Christ's name. And what does it mean to do that? I think some of the ways that evangelism has been used in harmful ways has been related to um, colonization and the people who were missionaries contributing to colonization of places like Africa or Latin America or the Philippines believed that they were bringing Jesus to new places. And while 
um, they may have had the goal of bringing God or bringing God's love, they forgot to remember that God is also, is also already there. God is already at the margins. Um, and it's not just about bringing God's love and solidarity to the margins, but remembering that the call we have from Jesus is coming from the margins, from God who is already there. So evangelism means declaring God's love in and through what we do, but in a way that's more than an invitation and does not come with the condition that people must be like we are or must fit a certain standard of goodness in order to be valuable for us to be in solidarity with them. It means building relationships faithfully that sees people as they are and recognizes the presence of God. I wanted to end on the theme of the city in this passage. Um, the no lasting city and the city that is to come. I think that's a reminder to uh, that the church is not the building and it's not the organization, um, but it's the people um, who are citizens of the city of God that is to come. Not dependent on any one building or one denomination or one way of organizing ourselves. The call to the margins is one to ask, what's next? What, where is Jesus calling us now? Recognizing that who is the stranger and who is at the margins may be different in different circumstances and different places. It's about being willing to listen to people's experiences in a way that treats them as whole people and all of the messiness that is being a human being rather than just inviting us into the ideas and structures that we've already built, and perhaps being changed ourselves in a way that in the end brings us closer to God who is at the margins. Um, and I'd like to close with a prayer, so if you're the praying type, please pray with me. Dear God, in this world of challenges where we sometimes find ourselves outside the gates or inside the gates, help us to hear your call to go outside of ourselves, outside of our own experiences, and to see you at the margins, to see you in the stranger and the other, and to remember that the city of God that is to come as one where all are welcome and all are valued. Encourage us in this journey and be with us today and every day. Amen. 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 Yeah.